1: America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Does Chuck Todd want to race war in this country? Do the media want to race war in this country? Does the Democrat Party want a race war in this country? They act like they do. They put people on their networks who are openly racist. But beside that, you have two men elected to the Tennessee House of Representatives. Young men, they go on the floor of the House of Representatives with bullhorns, demonstrating for gun control, upending, upending, the Tennessee House of Representatives. I don't know. Would it be okay to go into Chuck Todd's broadcast with Bullhorns and upend his broadcast? Would it be okay to do this at the White House? The Vice President's quarters? Would that be okay? Okay. You can be sure if it were Marjorie Taylor Greene or somebody like that who conducted herself this way, she'd be expelled. She'd be condemned. She and others have been removed from committees by the Democrats for things they said and said in the past. This isn't some great civil rights event. This is two elected members of the Tennessee House of Representatives, who violated the rules. And you can believe if Republicans took to the floor on January 6th with bullhorns, disrupted events of that day, prevented the House from actually meeting, that they would be charged with crimes. But the Democrats, who were dressed up as phony journalists and hosts of news shows, They obviously want some kind of civil war in this country because of the way they conduct themselves, which is appalling. I just watched one story of this, and they don't even tell you the facts. Why were these two members expelled? They don't tell you the facts. So every Republican that voted to expel them, obviously, is a racist, you see. But they're not. Now we have this mass murder in Louisville, Kentucky. And the White House and Washington's talking again about gun control. And yet, the locals there are not. They're saying this isn't the time for this. And we've talked about this over and over and over again. And they have their fallback position on on rifles and so forth. They have nothing else. Nothing. Jacqueline Gwynne Vellerol is the interim police chief, Louisville, Kentucky. 3 p.m. today, Eastern. Cut one, go.
2: Officers were on scene within three minutes. The suspect shot at officers. We then returned fire and stopped that threat. The suspect is deceased. This is the only time that I will mention... The suspect name in this case, the suspect has been identified as Connor Sturgeon, white male, 23 years of age, who was employed at O national bank. His weapon of choice was a rifle. We have five total deceased, which includes him, but I want to acknowledge with heartfelt condolences prayers to the family of those who lost their life today tommy elliott 63 years of age jim tut 64 years of age josh barrett 40 years of age and juliana farmer 57. we have a total of nine victims who were treated and are being treated at university of louisville hospital Three, which are in critical condition, including our officer. Three, who are listed in non-critical condition. And three, who have been treated and released. The two officers who struck in exchange of gunfire, one of the officers, he was grazed to the left side. And the other officer suffered minor injuries to the elbow. I just want to let everyone know that The officer who is in critical condition today, Officer Nicholas Wilt, 26 years of age, just graduated from the police academy on March 31st. -hmm. I just swore him in and his family was there to witness his journey to become a police officer. He was struck in the head, engaged in this incident, Nick has come out of brain surgery and is in critical but stable condition as we speak. I've been down there with the family. and given my love and support. Been with all the families today to show our love and support for them. And if anything else that they need from LMPD, we will provide that. The next few days are important and very critical for Nicholas's recovery. This will be a long, complex investigation involving local, state and our federal partners. i would be remiss if I did not acknowledge our federal partners who have just been just outstanding, our local partners, ATF, FBI, I thank you. Our local partners, University of Louisville Police, EMS, Emergency Management Services, thank you. Thank you for everything. And for my LNPD officers who took it upon themselves to not wait to assess everything, but just went in to stop the threat so that more lives would not be lost. Thank you. Thank you for showing up, even when sometimes you are just felt like you're not appreciated. But I asked my officers when I addressed them today, if we don't do it, who will? And so they're very committed, and their resiliency show today and their professionalism show today. I want to thank the governor. I want to thank the mayor who has been with us every step of the way through this trying and critical time. But I want to encourage the public. If you have any additional information, please call 574 LMPD and assist us. This should not continue to happen. Evil should not try to prevail and take over our city, and we let it happen. So I'm encouraging everybody that we unite and that we continue to do the good work, and LMPD will continue to keep this community and this city safe.
1: Very well said. Very, very sad. And very, very upsetting. And there's simply no easy answer to these things guns, 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 that's not going to solve a damn thing. But it doesn't matter. This is the mindset. It's exploited, it's politicized. Here's Andrea Mitchell today on MSNBC. Cut three, go.
2: Not to be too graphic, but if it does turn out to be that kind of weapon, the damage to your bodily organs, uh, as we've seen with, with children, uh, with people un- unidentifiable, is um, it's meant for war it's not meant for hunting and it's not meant for you know i mean not that anything is for this kind of violence but it, the damage is just horrific and that's why we see so many deaths and critical people critically right, injured.
1: Let, let, let us stop right there okay it was a rifle Rifles are used in a very very few circumstances that doesn't help the dead doesn't help their families Doesn't help this situation at all At all But if you ban rifles people will use pistols And you're not going to ban rifles We can't even secure our border to keep drugs out of the country, to keep MS-13 out of the country, to keep millions and millions of people out of the country want to come into the country. We can't keep drug cartels and smugglers and kidnappers from moving in and out of our country. What makes them think we can keep guns out of our country? Isn't it interesting? We never get statistics on the amount of illegal guns and ammunition that come across that southern border, Mr. Producer, isn't that interesting? How many guns come across that southern border? I looked today, I couldn't find any answers. I found opinions, I found speculation. I found no hard statistical data. Why? Wouldn't that be important to know? How many people were murdered in Chicago this week? And does Andrea Mitchell know? She doesn't have the foggiest idea. How about Atlanta? How about in the safest city in the world, according to uh, Alvin Bragg? New York, Philadelphia, L.A.? MSNBC has no idea. They didn't report anything. most of these people are murdered with handguns, illegal handguns, illegally obtained. But just to show you what I'm talking about, here is the spokes idiot for the idiot in the White House. Cut to go.
3: Once again, today, the president has called on Republicans in Congress to work together with Democrats to take action. To ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. To require safe storage of firearms. To require background checks for all gun What does gun this sales? have to
1: do with safe storage of firearms? And I don't even know the background check issue. Because anytime I've bought a weapon and I have five of them, I had to have a background check. Is she talking about father to son guns? Where one generation hands guns to another? Those aren't in any way significant in terms of murders that take place in this country. So I'm not sure what she's talking about. Neither is she. I have no idea what they're talking about. Go ahead.
3: To eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability.
1: If we eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability, there will be no more guns manufactured. They know this. And they will set their trial lawyers' friend, who are the biggest contributors to the Democrat Party next to the teachers' unions, that will set loose their trial lawyers on one manufacturer after another, and those companies will be shut down. The reason they have immunity is because of the trial lawyers. So this is not a serious debate. This is not even a serious proposal. Go ahead.
3: Common sense actions. We can we ask can for These are not common
1: sense issues. actions. Even when it comes to schools, you don't support having armed trained personnel there to protect those kids you don't even support that and yet you have exactly that at the white house where you're working and in congress and at the supreme court and every federal court and every state legislature every governor's mansion but our children don't deserve it is that it go ahead
3: right now and it's what Americans want. We know that majority of the American people support this. Instead, you know, The watch-
1: majority of the American people oppose these mass murder events. And it depends how you explain to the American people what it is that you want to do. And so I get sick and tired of this. The 1994 so-called Federal Assault Weapons Ban, they keep referring to that, Virtually every single objective scientific study, including from the Department of Justice and the Rand Corporation, said it had almost no effect or no effect. They point to one survey where the statistics are manipulated that was put out by, among others, and pushed by Mother Jones, which is a radical left, and that's the one they keep citing. That's the one they keep citing. I'm going to move on from this, but I wanted you to know there's another position. I'll be right back. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said, tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at eight seven seven four Gold IRA. Again, eight seven seven four Gold IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at augustapreciousmetals.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to read something to you. And this is from, uh, let's see who it's from. This is very important. This is from Jim Jordan to the director of the FBI, who has now been subpoenaed. It says, Dear Director Ray, the Committee on the Judiciary is conducting oversight of the FBI. It's handling of domestic violent extremism investigations against Catholic Americans and its effect on protected First Amendment activity based on the limited information produced by the FBI to the committee. We now know that the FBI relied on at least one undercover agent to produce its analysis and that the FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. This shocking information reinforces our need for all responsive documents. And the committee is issuing a subpoena to you to compel your full cooperation. I want to get deep on this. I want to dig down on this. For some reason now, the Biden administration and the Catholic Church, I don't care if he's Catholic or not, is targeting Catholics. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said, tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call eight seven seven four GOLD IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at eight seven seven four GOLD IRA. Again, eight seven seven four GOLD IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. dot com.
0: them. The thunder on the right. Call in now. 877
1: So you're driving your car. A mob surrounds your car. Black Lives Matter. A man shows up with a rifle. At your window. On the driver's side. And you fear for your life. And you have a carry permit. You fear for your life. And you shoot the individual through the window, I guess. Then you're convicted of murder in Austin, another left-wing city. Another left-wing city. And Governor Abbott's looking to pardon the individual. It has to go through the pardon board. There are certain things that have to happen in Texas before he can actually pardon somebody. And uh, this man served uh, in the armed forces. I believe he was a police officer at one point. And uh, these cities, it's very difficult. Very difficult to get a jury of your peers. And then the question is, if that's not self-defense, what is? Someone's coming at you with a rifle, and they're at your car window... And you're surrounded by a mob, and it's not like you're a moron. You know the mob is very violent. You've seen it taking place all summer long. You're not shooting indiscriminately, like the guy at the Capitol did when he murdered the uh, when he murdered the veteran. The only person who died that day, I would tell the media, he didn't shoot indiscriminately into the crowd. He shot at the person who had the rifle. Now this doesn't just go one way where we should ban rifles, but on the other hand, if, if a person who has a rifle and is capable of using it, and is part of a mob, and he's standing at your window, you're supposed to sit there and do what? Become a victim, apparently. Now as I was discussing, and this is a big deal, This is a letter today from Chairman Jordan of the House Judiciary Committee to the director of the FBI, who really is a disaster. There's something about him that really turns me off, really turns me off. His dishonesty, his sanctimony. Dear Director Ray, the Committee on the Judiciary is conducting oversight of the FBI, the handling of domestic violent extremism investigations against Catholic Americans. Now, first of all, I didn't even finish this sentence. Doesn't that disgust you right there? And its effect on protected First Amendment activity, based on the limited information produced by the FBI to the committee, and this is the other thing. He's, he runs a cover-up operation. We now know that the FBI relied on at least one undercover agent to produce its analysis and that the FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. This shocking information reinforces our need for all responsive documents. And the committee is issuing a subpoena to you to compel your full cooperation. We have repeatedly sought information from the FBI relating to a January 23, 2023 document generated by the Richmond Field Office entitled, Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Extremists in Radical Traditionalist Catholic Ideology Almost Certainly Presents New Migration Opportunities, quote-unquote. We'll call it the FBI-Richmond document. And in this document, the FBI purported to categorize Catholic Americans based on theological distinctions and relied on the Southern Poverty Law Center to suggest that certain kinds of Catholic Americans may be domestic terrorists. On February 16, 2023, we first wrote to you requesting documents and information to inform our oversight. After receiving no response, we reiterated our outstanding requests in a subsequent letter dated March 2023. On March 23, 2023, we received a substandard and partial response consisting of only 18 pages, many with significant redactions of, quote, personally identifiable information, unquote, or, quote, specific non-public information about FBI investigations, sources, and methods, unquote. That's the line they always use. That prevents the committee from fully assessing the content and context of the documents and obtaining information requested from the bureau. Now, you see the cover-up? You see the censorship? You see how he gives the middle finger to the Republicans in the House? This is why I detest this FBI director. He doesn't even show them any respect. He's got enormous power, enormous authority, The limited information that was provided to the committee makes clear that we must possess all responsive material without reductions. From this selective production, we know that the FBI, relying on information derived from at least one undercover employee, sought to use local religious organizations as quote, new avenues for trip- tripwire and source development, unquote. For example, in a section of the document entitled Opportunities. The FBI wrote, and I quote, in addition to redaction, engage in our outreach to the leadership of other Society of St. Pius X chapels to the FBI Richmond area of responsibility to sensitize these congregations to the warning signs of radicalization and to enlist their assistance to serve as suspicious activity tripwires. So they want priests and other parishioners to spy on parishioners on behalf of the FBI. The FBI similarly noted two other opportunities to engage in outreach with religious institutions in the Richmond area, citing a desire, quote, to sensitize the congregation to the warning signs of radicalization and enlist their assistance to serve as suspicious activity tripwires, unquote. Now, this outreach plan even included contacting so-called, quote, mainline Catholic parishes, unquote, and the local, quote, I can't see, uh, leadership, The FBI also expressed an interest in, quote, leveraging existing sources and or initiating type five assessments to develop new sources with the placement and access to report on suspicious activity. This is unbelievable. So you better damn well believe the FBI had a big presence on January 6th, that they were all over the place. And here they are now trying to secrete themselves into Catholic churches. I want you to think about this. On top of the Internet, where the FBI inserted itself. On top of several elections, where the FBI inserted itself. Spying on the Trump campaign. This is shocking. That's why I call it the American Stasi. It's changed since I was working at the Department of Justice. It's simply not the same. Jordan goes on. This information is... Have you heard this today, by the way? Anywhere? Has anybody taken the time to go through this letter with you? No, they haven't. This information is outrageous and only reinforces the committee's need for all FBI material responsive to our request. The documents produced to date show how the FBI sought to enlist Catholic houses of worship as potential sources to monitor and report on their parishioners. Americans attend church to worship and congregate for their spiritual and personal betterment. They must be free to exercise their fundamental First Amendment rights without worrying that the FBI may have planted so-called tripwire sources or other information in their houses of worship. Although the FBI claims to have numerous and rigorous policies to protect First Amendment rights, the FBI's Richmond document plainly undercuts these assertions. The document itself shows that its contents, including its proposal to develop sources in Catholic churches, were reviewed and approved by two senior intelligence analysts and even the local chief division counsel and we know from whistleblowers that the fbi distributed this document to field offices across the country it's unclear however how many fbi employees explored quote new avenues of tripwire and source development unquote in catholic houses of worship across the country as a result of the fbi's richmond document Accordingly, and in light of your disregard of our earlier voluntary request, please find attached a subpoena for the requested documents and information. Signed, Chairman Jim Jordan. This is a crucially important constitutional battle now. If the FBI flips off Chairman Jordan and his committee and flips off the House of Representatives, What then? Surely they must have some kind of plan to deal with this. It becomes very difficult because the FBI director walks across the street, goes up the elevator a few steps, and meets with the Attorney General, his boss, their buddies, and the Attorney General has No intent of punishing his FBI director. None. So the Catholic Church and you parishioners are being targeted. I told you before, if they can do all these things to Trump, if they can do all these things, they're only going to get more aggressive, and they're only going to get worse. Parents under attack pro-lifers under attack now the Catholic Church this is no joke I read you the letter in whole it's not Mark making things up it's a fact I'll be right back Mark Levin Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. How much time do I have, Rich? All right. I have enough time for that. It's important. Let me put it to you this way. When we come back, Jim Trustee is one of Donald Trump's lawyers. He's a great lawyer. He's sharp as hell. He's, yes, a former federal prosecutor when former federal prosecutors were respected. And he's handling the so-called documents case. The idea that we had to have a warrant and a SWAT team go after Donald Trump's home and search his home. And then we have, oh, there's obstruction because all the documents weren't found and all the documents weren't turned over. And uh, the lawyers are having to uh, lose attorney-client privilege. The privilege belongs to the client, of course. And uh, as they try and make this the case of the century, same with January 6th, which is preposterous. And that matter belongs in Congress. It doesn't belong in a court. And I'll deal with Bill Barr's appearance on ABCs this week. Bill Barr is desperate to see Donald Trump indicted. Desperate to see Donald Trump indicted. He was on ABC's this week. Who the hell goes on ABC's this week? Notice I'm not invited on ABC's this week, Mr. Producer. I'd love to have a national debate. Notice I'm not invited on MSLSD or Meet the Depressed. I'd love to have a national debate. I'll take on two. Me versus two. Me versus one of these genius hosts... And the best law professor that they can find. What do you think, Mr. Producer? Two of them against one of me. The offer stands out there, boys and girls, in the media, in the networks. You know I do a hell of a Sunday show. We're number one on Sundays, Sunday nights. We can, we can make it work on one of your boring, monotonous Sunday shows. I'll be right back.
0: Now broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin
1: Hello America I'm Mark Levin our number is 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 I almost forgot I'm going to be on Hannity tonight I believe at around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hannity tonight. And uh, we look forward to you being there, too. Hope you had a great Easter. Uh, Passover for the, is still continuing for many. Pesach, as we put it. This is a huge problem. And of course, it involves the French, and I am not kidding. This is from Politico. Politico had a reporter on the plane with the uh with the leader of France, Macron. I guess it's now again Vichy France. Political Europe must resist pressure to become America's followers, says Macron. Now, this guy Macron goes to meet with Xi while Xi is th- throwing jet fighters and battleships in and around Taiwan. This is a big problem, America. Aboard France's Air Force One, Europe must reduce its dependency on the U.S. and avoid getting dragged into a confrontation. Between China and the U.S. over Taiwan, French President Emmanuel Macron said in an interview on his plane back from a three day state visit to China. Now, the fact that he says that gets Xi all worked up and excited. So, France's President Macron just made war with China over Taiwan 10 times more likely. Speaking with Politico and two French journalists after spending around six hours with Chinese President Xi Jinping during his trip, Macron emphasized his pet theory of, quote, strategic autonomy for Europe, presumably led by France to become a third superpower. He said the great risk Europe faces is that it gets caught up in a crisis, in crises that are not ours, which prevents it from building its strategic autonomy. He means with the United States. Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party have enthusiastically endorsed Macron's concept of strategic autonomy. And Chinese officials constantly refer to it in their dealings with European countries. Party leaders and theorists in Beijing are convinced the West is in decline. And China is on the ascendance and that weakening the transatlantic relationship will help accelerate this trend. And I'm going to tell you something that's very upsetting. We are in decline. Thanks to the Democrats. We are in decline thanks to the Democrats. They want a nation in decline. They hate this country. They never say anything good about it. They want your money. They want your property. They don't want to hear from you. They'll monitor you, depending on your faith, depending on your viewpoint. The paradox would be that overcome with panic, we believe we are just America's followers, says Macron. The question Europeans need to answer, is it in our interest to accelerate a crisis on Taiwan? No. The worst thing would be to think that we Europeans must become followers on this topic and take our cue from the U.S. agenda and a Chinese overreaction. And just hours after his flight left back for Paris, China launched large military exercises All right after he left. Unbelievable. The French President Macron I'm looking for more. G responded by saying, anyone who thought they could influence Beijing on Taiwan was deluded. Macron appears to agree with that assessment. Europeans cannot resolve the crisis in Ukraine. How can we credibly say on Taiwan, watch out, if you do something wrong, we will be there. If you really want to increase tensions, that's the way to do it, he said. Europe is more willing... To accept a world in which China becomes a regional hegemon, something its leaders even believe. Well, unfortunately, the pullout and surrender in Afghanistan, the laxed support of our military with wokeism and very limited resources. The Biden administration, generally, and what it's done internally to the United States, weakened us in terms of energy, weakened our dollar. Now the Chinese are moving in with their currency. I mean, everywhere you turn. And as a result of this, America, um, we're losing allies. Saudi Arabia is now thrown in with communist China, fascistic Russia, and even the Islamo-Nazi regime, the Iranians. They're their number one enemy. They've thrown in with them. Now France throws in with communist China. Think about this. Who's next? You know, Joe Biden likes to talk about his expertise in diplomacy. Joe Biden likes to talk about, well, uh, globalism, and he's a globalist, and America's back. None of this happened under Trump. None of this happened under Reagan. None of this happened under conservatives. It happens under Biden and the Democrats. They're destroying the country from within. And they're destroying our country from without. It's that simple. Now let's hope uh, there's stability here with the other European countries. European Commission President Ursula von der Yellam accompanied the French president during the visit. She said stability in a Taiwan Strait is of paramount importance. She said she told G during the meeting in Beijing last week, the threat of the use of force to change the status is unacceptable. Macron, as you just heard with Politico, appeared to disagree. Unbelievable. McCarthy pointed out, Kevin McCarthy, President Reagan's six assurances serve as the backbone of our relationship with the people of Taiwan the members here today make clear we take our support for the people of Taiwan seriously, and we are determined to speak with one voice. But we're not. And we have people in the Republican Party as well who are going to get us into a world war by showing weakness the way Biden does, the way the Democrats do. This is a big deal that France is cutting and running. It's not... Getting the focus that it clearly deserves in America's media today. I keep talking about China. Sometimes I think I'm talking to myself. I talk about it on Fox. I talk about it on Levin TV. I talk behind this microphone. I have for years and years and years. And I'm still talking about it. We are not prepared. I'm telling you this. Not to inform the Communist Chinese who already know that, but to inform our politicians, our bureaucrats, we need to increase our defense budget significantly. We need peace through strength. We need the strength part now. And we need to prepare for, not start, prepare for war with Communist China. Not start a war. Prepare for it. Or we're going to lose a ton of Americans. Or we're going to be enslaved to the Xi regime that will control the economy, control the seas, control the air, and constantly threaten us. And your lives will change forever. You will become poor, if not impoverished. That's the way it is. That's what's what's staring us in the eyes. Either we face it and deal with it, we don't face it, and we live under it. I'll be right back.
0: Lo Ben.
1: Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just twelve bucks a month at zero percent interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. This uh, Macron is really, uh, really a problem. It's a big problem. But a bigger problem is Joe Biden. Macron would never do this with Trump in office. He'd never do this with the DeSantis as president. He'd never do this if Reagan were president. They walk all over Biden. Biden's busy trashing our own country and trashing allies like Israel. Under Biden, we're losing allies. It's an amazing thing. We're losing allies. They're either conquered by the enemy, the Chinese, or attempts at conquering them, like Russia with Ukraine, or they're just leaving us. France. Brazil, Saudi Arabia. It's incredible. This is why you don't watch these Sunday shows on Sunday, but you do watch mine, of which I am grateful and blessed. Chuck Todd is a hack. His wife is a Democrat hack. They both have always been hacks, Democrat activists, and that's why their show is crap. It ought to be paid for by the Democrat National Committee. And here's the thing they're talking about texts and emails and the Dominion case and so forth and so on. You can imagine what the texts and emails say over there at MSNBC and NBC, can't you, Mr. Producer? Or at CNN and ABC and CBS. Just imagine the texts and emails in the New York slimes and the Washington compost. But here's Chuck Todd on Meet the Depressed. Our friend Jim Trusty, lawyer to President Trump on these document matters, uh, he lowered himself, unfortunately, to appear on this show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a great guy, but you have to lower yourself to do it. Trust me. And I'm sure when he was done, he said, okay, you uh, need to take a shower somewhere. Chuck Todd and Jim Trusty, cut five, go. He seems to and
4: you you seem to be, I think, uh, Um, maybe uh, unintentionally misrepresenting the law when you talk about Nixon. The law was passed after Nixon. Nixon had a case because the law wasn't in place. The law uh, uh, was effective with the Reagan presidency in 1981. Does Does Donald Trump think he should get paid? Is that what's going on here? Because Nixon got paid $18 million. He wants, is he just holding these documents for some sort of financial settlement? Nah, that's a cheap shot. Look, you, uh, uh, he keeps so, bringing up this Nixon thing. What so, other reasons okay, is he so bringing let's it Okay, so let's go more modern day because you're right about the timing of the yeah. Presidential Records Act. Uh, Bill Clinton had multiple recordings he kept in a sock drawer of his presidency while in the Oval Office, talking to foreign leaders, talking to mm-hmm. advisors. He basically said, hey, that stays in my sock drawer. It's personal Nara didn't blink. Obama Foundation had millions of documents in a former I think uh, furniture store out in Illinois arguable whether it was ever really truly secured they acknowledged that they had classified documents probably to the tune of thousands and there was never any blink by nara they in fact said we're going to give nara 3.3 million dollars to help move these documents back eventually when we have a digitized library, that's never happened. Now, the payments may have happened, but that's never happened. NARA was perfectly comfortable accepting money for a move that won't happen for thousands of classified documents in some place near a McDonald's in Illinois and never blinked, never any criminal tools, never any criminal referrals. So, look, this this has a rotten underpinning in terms of bureaucrats being politicized Followed up by an all too eager DOJ to criminalize something that's not a crime. And that was the point of the president's comment.
1: Excellent, absolutely excellent. And you know Chuck Todd's here. Wait a minute, Nixon, Nixon. Wait a minute. We keep bringing up Nixon. But Bill Barr's on ABC's this week raises no concerns about the constitutionality of any of this, raises no concerns about the one-off here. And, of course, he's not asked himself if he ever took classified documents home with him and read them in his home, which is also, by the way, a violation of the Espionage Act of 1917. You're not free to read classified information in an unsecured area. There are questions I'd like to ask Bill Barr, but of course ABC's this week won't ask him. Did he ever bring any documents home and keep them in violation of the Presidential Records Act? He was Attorney General twice. He doesn't have a single document? Sure, sure, Bill. Cut six, go. Go my read was before they found the documents in biden's house and then the vice president the vice president pence's house my my read was that uh they were going to indict him and i still think there's a very good chance of that uh because and i think it depends on how sensitive the documents were but also uh what evidence they have of uh, obstruction and games playing by the president, and the, and whether he directed people to lie or gave them information that was uh, deceitful. So let's stop there. Now, what he's taking this from uh, are the actions of the special counsel, getting behind the privilege issue, um, which suggests that he's looking at whether Donald Trump told his attorneys to say certain things to the to the government, they weren't accurate and so forth. And so it's not like he's uh, some brilliant uh, lawyer here. He's, he's reading the tea leaves as we all are. Now that said, we shouldn't even be at this point. What a really good lawyer would say is, there's really no basis for indicting anybody here. The fact that you have to bring in his lawyers, the fact that you've got a warrant, even though the FBI really didn't want to execute a warrant, the fact that you sent a SWAT team down there, the fact that later on they found additional documents and so forth and so on, and I would argue the fact that they found additional documents demonstrates there wasn't actual obstruction because their documents were there. In other words, he could have destroyed them, he could have thrown them in the fireplace, there's a lot of things he could have done with them. But Bill Barr is not of that mindset right now. Bill Barr is in attack mode. That's why ABC wants to hear from a former attorney general. Otherwise, they don't give a damn. Go ahead. Government. Now, the president, unfortunately, has a penchant for uh, engaging in reckless and and self-destructive behavior that brings these kinds of things on him. I I just don't understand why he chooses to go on national tv and do this. I really don't. And he gets to the January 6th too. I just don't understand unless it is really uh, sort of the John Bolton mentality take him down at any cost. But but otherwise it's really it's it's really a complete lack of class. It really is. I'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT and T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just twelve bucks a month at zero percent interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin podcast Restrictions apply. You can see this site for details. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. American First Legal. What have they been up to? I want you to listen to this very carefully. This is why Bill Barr shows no curiosity whatsoever. He just wants to see Donald Trump in prison. They have a thread out. I've read their letter. Records obtained from our investigation, they write, into the circumstances surrounding the Mar-a-Lago raid further confirm that the FBI obtained access to these records through what's called a special access request a special access request of the documents from the Biden White House on behalf of the Department of Justice. That is a big story that's not getting the coverage it deserves. So it won't be on Drudge. It won't be on Meet the Depressed. It won't be anywhere but here. On August 8, 2022, the FBI conducted an unprecedented raid of mar a on the ground that potentially classified records existed there. According to press reports, Biden administration aides were surprised to hear this development. Surprise? Oh, look at what happened here! Just like they were surprised by the Attorney General's letter going after teachers, excuse me, going after parents. But the new records obtained by America First Legal... From their investigation into the circumstances of the Mar-a-Lago raid reveal, you ready? The Biden White House and the Department of Justice coordinated to obtain the Trump records and perhaps create a pretext for the law enforcement raid by way of a special access request. What this means is that there are substantial discrepancies between what the archives has told Congress and what appears in its internal communications. They filed a Freedom of Information Act request. They got some internal communications, some emails that revealed this. For example, acting archivist Deborah Wall, that would be Deborah Wall, told Representative Mike Turner on August 16, 2022, that the National Archives, quote, had not been involved in the DOJ investigation or any searches that it has conducted. This stunning revelation suggests that the National Archives was misleading Congress. Misleading Congress about the White House's role in the shocking raid of President Trump's home. And the fact that the Biden White House was acting, quote, on behalf of, unquote, the Department of Justice raises significant legal concerns, America. The special, sta- excuse me, the special access statute authorizes special access requests to an incumbent president only when the records in question are needed for, quote, the conduct of current business, unquote, of the White House. Providing documents to the Department of Justice for purposes of a criminal investigation is not the current business of the White House. So what's being suggested by all this is that the White House initiated this criminal investigation. Accordingly, American First Legal is demanding the National Archives turn over records related to the Biden White House's involvement in the politically motivated raid of President Trump's home. You got all that, Mr. Producer? I mean, this is big stuff tonight is big stuff tonight. It's, it's, it's shocking. You got Macron selling out the United States, to communist China. Brazil has left our orbit. Saudi Arabia has left our orbit for communist China, both of them. The dollar is now being challenged as the world's currency. Biden is dragging us into the crap hole here. That's a big deal. It's a big problem. So is this damn virus I have. As a matter of fact, I was told there are viruses, not COVID. There are viruses going around. I can't seem to shake this damn thing, as you can tell. But the brain is unaffected. It's unaffected. The Einsteinian brain is unaffected. May I say that, Mr. Producer? I think I just did. But there's more. Of course there is. Who is Jill Wynn Banks, Mr. Producer? Do we know what she does? Maybe she She what? Jill Winebanks was with Nixon? No, I don't think so. Anyway, she was on MSNBC Saturday. Here's the thing. We don't even know who these people are. It doesn't matter. They'll take a homeless guy. Oh, a Watergate prosecutor. Oh, my God, I'm so sick of these bastards. Boy, oh, boy, did they they chase Nixon down a rail here. You know what? Let me tell you something. Here's a long footnote. When Nixon was elected, he went into office. You know what he found there? A recording system. A recording system that was put there by John Kennedy and updated by Lyndon Johnson. He found an Internal Revenue Service that was doing political hits on the opponents of sitting presidents, going back as far as FDR. FDR used it aggressively john kennedy used it aggressively lyndon johnson used it more aggressively than anybody else he found a federal bureau of investigation that was used by fdr kennedy and lyndon johnson the most again and then he found a cia that was used by lyndon johnson all to go after political opponents fellow democrats barry goldwater Martin Luther King and other civil rights leaders the IRS the FBI later the CIA the recording system in the White House so Nixon did a fraction of what of what FDR Kennedy and LBJ did a fraction But the Democrats decided to take him out, and of course, the same media. You've seen that, that big blob of jello by the name of uh, Bernstein? This is worse than Watergate. <laughs> Hand me another donut. Anyway, uh, the way they got Nixon, they could have taken out FDR, they could have taken out Kennedy, they could have taken out Johnson. But the Republicans don't work that way. They'll take out their own, but they don't work that way. And so when I see these Watergate prosecutors, ooh, Jill Weinbanks. Nobody knows who you are, you moron, except the fools on MSNBC, and they have no ratings and they have no viewers. Ooh, what do you mean? Another former federal prosecutor who's another legal analyst but here's what she had to say about changing a venue. Cut, seven, go.
3: Well, it is something I agree that Donald Trump is going to try and his lawyers will try. It will not succeed. But that doesn't mean they aren't going to try it. It is absolute nonsense to ask for a change of venue. This is a nationwide case. Everyone
1: knows about it. That's not and- why you change the venue. See, these Watergate prosecutors are truly stupid people. Not because it's a nationwide case. This is the line they're all... It's a nationwide case. For God's sakes, that's not the point. It's a partisan jury. That's the point. They're all Trump-hating Democrats. That's the point. Not that it's a nationwide case, you moron. Go ahead. Bait
3: the judge into a- issuing a gag ah, order. Ah, shut
1: up, you idiot. Isn't she retired? On Medicare and Social Security that will go broke soon. I bet she's a former. Wa- Everybody appears to be a former Watergate prosecutor. Have you notice uh, how many of them were there? Like a thousand of them? Thousand of them. I'll be right back. Much love in. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just twelve bucks a month at zero percent interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be too. You can switch right now at PureTalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high speed data, all backed by a 100% money back guarantee. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin, podcast Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Now, the guy I always go to when I want to have input about uh, morality, indictments, right and wrong, is, of course, Al Sharpton. And Al Sharpton has a prominent place on the Morning Schmo, the morning schmo Show. Because this is how Joe Scarborough gets his cred in the minority community. He has Al Sharpton on while he lives in a fantastically wealthy area of Jupiter, Florida. Cut eight, Mr. Producer, go. So, again, this is a story,
4: I think a lot of Republicans are hoping this, that only gets worse for Donald Trump politically moving forward.
1: And what, what would MSNBC CNN, all these newspapers and the rest of them do without Donald Trump. There'd be no Scarborough show. What would he talk about? Go ahead. It gets worse. You couldn't have a guy
0: that is the accused that behaves uh, uh, worse than Donald Uh, Trump. uh, What about you,
1: jerk? Go ahead. Attacks
0: everyone personally. He Mm. never really addresses the issue when he
1: went back to tax everyone personally Does, does anyone know this guy's history is this a joke I think Joe Scarbo should do a show just an entire show on marriage fidelity I would love to hear that show I'm not implying anything I just think it would be very useful to the MSNBC audience and perhaps even to the executives there I'll be right back
0: Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Boy, this show's going quickly. I think I need another hour. Call WABC, Mr. Boot. Tell them I need another hour, would you please? Hello America, I'm Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811. Hello, hello, 877-381-3811. Gavin Newsom is the governor of a failed state. But uh, he seems to think the more grease he puts in his hair, the more attractive he is as a presidential candidate. And yet, you can't take him lightly. Because the media will get behind him 100%. They're going to view him as, ooh, he's the next John Kennedy. Ooh, he's the next this. He's the next that. He's a loser. He's a fraud. He's an adulterer. I mean, the guy. Never mind. All right. Save it for another day, Mark. So here he is on MSLSD yesterday. With Jen Psaki has her own show didn't take long you know i wrote this book unfreedom of the press about all the democrats in the media it's just a perfect illustration she leaves the white house and there she is at msnbc i mean is that not perfect and she's as done as the rest anyway uh so she's interviewing newsom must be a tough interview by the way uh Mr. Producer, seriously, let's see if we can get Gavin Newsom on our radio show here. Would you reach out to him? Tell him we think he's fantastic. Stroke his ego. But he's on with Jen Pasaki on MSLSD and uh, (coughs) here's how it goes. Cut 10, go. So if
2: you are, you're not advising Governor DeSantis, I know that, but
1: what is his political... First of all, this is a stupid question. If you're advising Governor DeSantis, that's just intended to provoke some dumbass comment from the uh, from the schmo. And she'll get a dumbass response. I'm just saying, what is the purpose of such a question? Nobody watched it, so nobody heard it. So go ahead.
2: Running away from criticizing Trump? Should he be speaking up for the rule of law?
1: He's going to get rolled by Trump.
5: Trump's just going to roll him. Thumped. I honestly, if I were offering him political advice, I'd, I'd tell him to pack up and, and wait a few years, and actually do some of the hard work, which actually includes governing, not just identity and culture war.
1: This is uh, pretty funny coming from this uh, from this joke. He can't issue another enough mandates and directives, and the people are voting in California. They're leaving the state is being depopulated by citizens repopulated by illegal aliens, but even that can't keep up. They just lost a congressional seat for the first time in like half a century. People who are there, who are patriotic, suffer there. They're there because they were born there. Maybe they're in a home that's been there a long time that they love. They love their neighborhood. They love the weather. They love the community. They don't want to leave. I got it. But they have to suffer because of this ass. How many brownouts and blackouts were there in Florida as a result of energy policy decisions as opposed to hurricanes? None. None. How many churches and synagogues were shut down during the pandemic? None. And I go on and on and on with that dummy in California. Dummy. I said dummy. So he's giving advice to, uh, to DeSantis to hold off. Pack it up, wait a few years till Trump's done. I don't know if that's good advice or bad advice. Governor DeSantis will make that decision. But why is Newsom going to Florida where he's detested? You know what? I just figured it out, Mr. Producer. Newsom's looking to leave for California. Maybe Newsom is looking for his own home there. Why else does he spend so much time in Florida? And he goes there. The people in Florida don't want in Florida what he's done in California. The people in Florida have tasted liberty. They've tasted liberty. And by the way, DeSantis is behind a bill now with his massively Republican legislature, thanks to DeSantis. That would be the strictest state law dealing with illegal immigration in the entire country that's a good thing right and i love the way newsom says something very important here let's play it over i want to see if you catch this this is very very important go ahead mr Producer.
2: so if you are you're not advising governor DeSantis, i know that okay. but what is his political path here? Should he be running away from criticizing Trump? Should he be speaking up for the rule
5: of law? He's going to get rolled by Trump. Trump's just going to roll him, thumped. I honestly, if I were offering him political advice, I'd, I'd tell him to pack up and, and wait a few years and actually do some of the hard work, which actually includes governing, not just identity and culture work. Um, actually go back and actually start to address some of the insurance issues, start to address some of the costs Uh, Issues and particularly cost of housing. These are very familiar. I'm very
1: humbled by all of this. (laughs) Because you complete failure. But that's not what I wanted to focus on. Not just identity and cultural work. The Democrats do not want Republicans fighting them on the cultural issues but that's how they win the minds, through brainwashing and repetition. The young people and other people. It's through the culture wars. DeSantis knows this. Most Republican governors, if they know it, they don't want to get involved in it. It's too hard, it's too much work. Getting your fingers dirty, dealing with the teachers unions dealing with corporations that are trying to control your state like disney dealing with border issues and immigration issues dealing with textbooks and merit scholar and all the rest of it that's the hard 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 work because then you're pushing back against the marxists you're pushing back against the democrats And they don't want Republicans on that field. They don't want that battle to be fought. School choice, they oppose. Why? So people can get the hell out of one of their schools. No, 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 no. We need to brainwash these kids. That's why Newsom said what he said. Start to address some of the cost issues. Not just identity and cultural work. DeSantis has addressed (coughs) cost issues. The costs are down. There's no income tax. People are flooding into the state. That's how you measure success. Not by how many MSNBC shows you can go on where nobody's watching. But that's how you measure success. Do you have an inflow of a population or a depopulation flow? California is a perfect Example. It's the quintessential example of a failed state and a failed governor and a failed Democrat Party. What DeSantis has done in Florida is really incredible. He's completely altered the political landscape in Florida. Florida used to be a blue state, then a dark purple state. Now it's a dark red state. And if it wasn't for what DeSantis has done in Florida... People talk a lot about New York and they're right when it comes to Zeldin and what he was able to do there. But Florida, if it wasn't for Florida, we'd be in the minority in the House of Representatives. The minority. So when you look at bright spots, where do you look? Where do you look? You look at Florida. You look at Florida. They're trying to flip Texas right now. They're trying to flip Texas, they're trying to permanently flip Arizona, and then we can't win. If Florida flips, excuse me, if Texas flips, we can't win. And DeSantis obviously knows this too. This is why I don't like the attacks on DeSantis. He's a good man, he's done a fabulous job. The Democrats will attack him, that's fine but there's really no reason to do the attacks because they're not going to work anyway in that sense. I'll be right back. Mark
3: Levin. Seeking the truth
2: never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: You know, I want to say something that I I really don't say enough. I have the best producer the best call screener the best backup team the best affiliate relations guy in the entire business mr. producer how long have you been with me over 20 years our man Steven's been fairly recent but he's been here several years now hasn't he off and on between his personal stuff but Steven How long have you been here? Eight years. It only feels like seven. Eight years. My affiliate relations guy works with all the different stations. He's been with me since day one, over 20 years. And that's it. We don't have a big group here. I don't have an entourage. I don't have a publicity person. I don't have... This is it. This is it, and I'm very lucky. Representative Nancy Mace was on CNN today. She loves CNN and MSNBC. She's from South Carolina. She's kind of a Mitt Romney in a dress. May I say that, Mr. President? Mitt Romney in a dress, that would be Nancy Mace. Now, I don't know if Mitt Romney wears a dress. Of course, today's standards, that's perfectly fine. If he wants to wear a dress, he's free to wear a dress. Uh, But on the other hand, I think Nancy Mace is Mitt Romney in a dress. (coughs) Excuse me. So she's on CNN today. So this abortion pill has become a big issue. Because people want to be able to end pregnancies with a pill. Very quickly, boom. That's the way the world works today in America. And so we are now fighting on their cultural landscape. And we're being told every loss is a result of the Dobbs decision, which is a lie. That doesn't mean pro-lifers shouldn't be smart about how they approach this issue. Don't bang your head against the wall so we keep losing. But figure out a strategy. You know. So that said... This is Nancy Mace with Caitlin Collins. Caitlin Collins, many years ago, was actually conservative. She may have worked for The Blaze, as a matter of fact. I forget where she worked. But now she's CNN. Cut 13, go.
3: Do you think that a, a judge in Texas should be able to say that an FDA's determination about a drug is invalid? I don't. In fact, when you look at the court case and the ruling here, the judge used a an act or a law from the 1800s that was overturned by the Supreme Court. Or at least the Supreme Court decided in 1983, over 100 years later, roughly that that uh, law was unconstitutional, and that was the basis for his argument last week. And look, this is an FDA-approved drug. Whether you agree with its usage or not, that's not your decision. That is the FDA's decision on the efficacy, safety, and usage of that particular
1: drug. You know, this is amazing to me. Is that what the Constitution says? Is that how judicial review works? It's none of his business. The FDA has the final say. And where are they in the Constitution? Nowhere. Is the judiciary in the Constitution? Yes. But the judge has no jurisdiction. Don't you understand? And she cites a Supreme Court decision, like the judge is unaware of it, but Nancy Mace found it, in the judge's opinion, so therefore it's no good. I suspect the Supreme Court will be highly politicized on this. I suspect they've been highly wounded as a result of the Dobbs case, but they should stick to their guns. Uh, And and just leave it alone. Stay out of it. Pretend it's, you know, a very important uh, electoral case in Pennsylvania or something. Just stay out of it. That said, where's Nancy Mace been on all the occasions when I said a district judge should not be able, forget about this pill, should not be able to issue a ruling that applies to the entire country? In fact, Clarence Thomas has made that point. But only when it comes to the abortion pill do we hear from Nancy Mace. So crucial, so important is abortion. It's the number one issue in America. Who says? The Democrats say. And the spineless Republicans. They say it. Because they don't know how to discuss this issue. But to say a judge does not have jurisdiction is ridiculous. What she should have said is a federal district judge should not be issuing an injunction or a ruling that applies to the entire country. And by the way, he stayed his own decision so it could go up on appeal. It's not like anything is happening today. Ooh, you can't do it. Uh, actually, you can. He stayed his own opinion, and he said, Okay, I know it's controversial. We'll let the circuit, the appellate court. I'm sure the uh, litigants will take it up. So there's nothing that's really been done here, because it will go to the appellate court. And potentially the Supreme Court. But Nancy Mace is not, she's very sloppy with her language. I don't think a judge should be able to make the final decision. Based on what? Based on nothing. Because she doesn't think it should happen. This is the, these rhino Republicans, this is the way they are. Thanks a lot, South Carolina. How many more rhinos do you want to send? With all due respect. In fact, when you look at the court case and the ruling here, the judge used an act or a law from the 1800s. I wonder if she's going to be upset if the special counsel in Washington uses a law from the 1800s to try and get Trump. How about if he uses a law from 1917, over 100 years ago, that was put in place by a racist by the name of Woodrow Wilson to prevent people from questioning him and his World War I decision? to get us into World War I. It was called the Espionage Act and the Sedition Act. And the Espionage Act was used to put people in prison. Over a thousand people were charged. I wonder if Nancy Mace is up on that. Obviously Bill Barr isn't. So now they're going to try and use it to put Trump in prison, you see. A Woodrow Wilson law. Yes, Nancy. Yes, yes. You got out, you fight for abortion, lady. You fight like hell, right up to the right up to the end, even after birth. That's right. That's what we want you there to do. In a thousand years from now, or 500 years from now, people are going to look back on this society and say how sick them they killed their own people. That's a nation without morality. That's a nation that can't possibly stand. God knows we're in deep trouble. I'll be right back.
0: This is America's Constitutional Convention, The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811.
1: I guess Nancy Mace doesn't go to my Constitutional Convention, does she, American? No. Don't forget... I'll be on Hannity tonight about 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope to see you there. Otherwise, why would I do it? If you're not going to show, why would I do it? Right, Mr. talking. Do you remember, Mr. Producer, many years ago, when I first started out in syndication, I had like five stations early on? And uh, something was going on. WABC was having some issues. I've, yeah, I forget what the problem, technical problem. So I was broadcasting. And I'll just pick the cities for Detroit. And I think it was Dallas and one other city. will say Washington. This, is the way, this has to be like 20 years ago. This has to be really early on, maybe 18 years ago. So WABC was effectively down. It turns out Detroit was running a basketball game washington was doing some political in any event we were literally broadcasting to nobody remember that rich that was a so, so i said let's get out of here what do we do? why am i even behind this mic? we were literally this is way early on when we had just a few stations i was literally broadcasting to nobody and I think we figured that out like 90 minutes in, right, Rich? Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. There's nobody around. What are we doing? And we didn't have podcasting then. and We didn't have streaming. We didn't have any of that stuff. We weren't using apps. It was just straight radio. By the way, what are we going to do when AM frequency is not in any of these cars, Mr. Producer? Just remember this. All our affiliates. I'm not going anywhere, and the way—the way that you keep an audience, of course, is content. Content, not names. It's content. That's what draws an audience. Not the oh, this guy's a former governor. This guy's a former congressman. This. Nobody cares. People want to hear content. They want to hear consistency. And AM, more and more, the good program directors, the good general managers, the good owners understand this. AM, more and more, has to rely on the strength of its hosts. So you need strong hosts. You need content. And then people will find you. People people find me. They find me all over the place. I mean, we've got so many platforms. By the way, Mr. Producer, you have to send me the podcast information again. I left it in Florida. Any callers there to whom I shall speak? Any irregular Americans? XM Satellite, Jason Brentworth, Tennessee. A very nice area, I might add. Go right ahead, please.
6: You're more than welcome here anytime you want to come, Mark. Hey, Mark, I have two comments I want to make, one semi complaint, which you will find is funny. The first is the Russia comment. Russia's primary target when they invaded Ukraine was always NATO. And I think President Macron just kind of proved that. We see NATO fracturing, uh, and that's very disturbing.
1: That's one of the reasons I think
6: they let this war go on as long as they have.
1: Well, the French are unreliable. They've always been unreliable. The only time they were reliable was during the Revolutionary War. Not since. Go right ahead.
6: Well, since then, retreating. The, the second comment was on Sergeant Perry. Um, the military has jurisdiction here, and they've chosen not to exercise it. I say this because this is very important. Why wouldn't they? Do so you have a sergeant that would done what was normally be considered normal tactics when he's surrounded in those scenarios, and you're deciding not to send him and give him a jury of his peers, and you're letting it go to public trial? Where, in fact, the lead investigator already said there was no there there and didn't want to even charge him. But you have a, mm-hmm. a DA who decided to pick this charge up. Who's
1: a left-wing DA, by the way, as usual.
6: Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that, Mark.
1: Another leftist DA, you're exactly right.
6: Yeah, they, they pushed this narrative again, and in doing so, what they've really done is jeopardize not only people who might decide to defend themselves in these situation, but... I would also say that jeopardize the military at the same time. That's my individual take.
1: You're 100% correct. All right, buddy. Thanks for your call. Who's next, Mr. Piddos, sir? Ty, Tucson, Arizona, the great KNST. Go right ahead, please. Speaker, forever hold yourself.
6: Thank you so much, Mark, for the call. I appreciate it
1: my pleasure uh, for, for actually taking my call uh yes a, yes as a felon here in arizona i'm, I'm very i'm a former as felon. a what first i off, hear you a former felon yes got here it. in arizona yes what about it hello as a former felon in arizona what did he say mr producer i wanted to hear what he had to say I have a friend who's a former felon. He's a big, strong guy. He's an African-American gentleman. And from time to time, he'll text me. Not enough, including a picture of his dog or dogs I don't remember, and I'll text him back. And I met him online through our dear friends, Vanessa and Charlie. He's a great guy. And he's completely turned around. He's a man of great faith. He's a conservative. He's a Republican. Just fantastic. So I wanted to hear what this former felon from Arizona had to say. I don't think he hung up. I think he was cut off. Yes. Let's try and get him back. To whom else should I speak? Middleburg, Virginia. Jennifer, the great WMAL. I've been there many times. Jennifer, how are you? Good, Mark. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, this was early on in your show, but tell me again uh, why the FBI thinks that there's terrorists
3: amongst the Catholic Church. Should I be concerned about this?
1: Well, I don't know why. Uh, They almost don't even need a reason. We ought to all be concerned about it. I'm not Catholic, but I'm very, very concerned about it. Uh, there's no reason the FBI needs to be involved in any of this. I'm not aware of all this terrorism coming out of the Catholic Church. I'm not aware of uh, Catholics hijacking planes. I'm not aware of uh, Catholics uh, burning things. I'm just not aware that the Catholics out there are so such a threat. Now, the FBI is another story. The American Stasi is a threat. But we all ought to unite. So we're all Catholics today. That's the way I see it. Just as yesterday we were all Jews, and the day before that we're all whatever we are. The fact is we're red-blooded Americans, and we cannot tolerate this. And Christopher Ray can't keep hiding behind his stupid look. Christopher Ray looks like he is in a uh, perpetual state of constipation. Does he not?
3: <laughs> no, that's true. But, but didn't he also say that um, uh, they won't investigate churches being attacked because it happens at night so
1: well that's what our great attorney general came up with and then i said we'll raise some money and buy them flashlights (laughs) and maybe they can keep an eye on it these people are disgusting he put out the word not to arrest anybody uh who was violating uh i think it was 18 usc 1507 if i'm correct threats against or intimidation against supreme court justices or any other officials related to the court He told the uh, U.S. Marshals, don't arrest anybody, unless they commit an absolute act of violence. The biggest radical there is the Deputy Attorney General. She is a bomb thrower. She is a hardcore Marxist. She worked under Obama. You can see that uh, Merrick Garland doesn't have all his marbles. He's sort of a Mueller type in many ways. But, I mean, this is uh, par for the course in this administration, just like his boss. But the Deputy Attorney General, who kind of flies under the radar, she's the worst. All right. You take care out there in Virginia. We appreciate it. And I shall return.
0: Mark lovin'.
1: Damn, this show went fast. Tell you, I need a fourth hour. I think they agree with me in New York, Mr. Producer. I need a fourth hour. All right, Mr. Producer. Who's next on the phone, please? 8:70 a.m. The answer: Yes, I am. Live and national. KOLA, Isaac, in Los Angeles. Isaac, how are you?
5: Good. First of all, let's call Doug. Talk to me. Thank you. Do you hear me?
1: Yeah, I hear yeah, you. Same to you. Thank you.
5: Yeah, you're 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 entertaining us on our night trip, and you're entertaining us in the car over here. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
5: Like this, back in the first hour, I usually agree to everything you say. I maybe yes, I just yes. misunderstood you. Yes. I want to ask you. You said you said that even if we get rid of rid of assault rifles, then people will be doing shootings with <laughs> pistols and other guns. Yes. But,
1: is that, is that most right people thing? are murdered with pistols when it comes to guns, not rifles. very small percentage are killed with rifles. Those are the FBI statistics.
5: Yeah, but even if you get rid of... saying Even if you if you still have a saw rifle, but someone does a shooting with a rifle, just forget about the people that get get killed. people that get injured, it's a lot worse injury for the... For the, for the I'm saying like, yeah.
1: that most people... Don't get killed or injured with rifles. It's pistols.
5: The argument's not that, oh, there's no point in getting rid of it because then there are any
1: ways to do the. What do you mean, getting rid of it? It's called the Bill of Rights. You don't just get rid of it any more than you get rid of. I mean, you got people around here trying to destroy the, the Bill of Rights. We need a campaign against disinformation. The Second Amendment's the Second Amendment. It's there. It's important. It's got a history. There's a reason for it. Well, we don't need weapons of war. Well, what's a weapon of war? I don't get a tank. I don't have a nuclear bomb. It's a rifle. Rifles aren't weapons of war. They can be weapons of war. I mean, uh, the fact is a lot of people use rifles, and the vast majority of them don't use them to hurt people. In fact, the overwhelming majority. In fact, statistically, almost none. When it happens, it's horrific. I mean, 40,000 people die a year on the roads by cars. 40,000 people a year don't die by rifles. It's a small percentage. I'll have to pull all this stuff up again tomorrow, Mr. Producer. Go ahead, Isaac. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah, no. My point is that you, you're making an argument that even if you want to say you're right... Just
1: remember, Isaac, way. I'm Moshe. You understand what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. yeah. You're lower in the total poll. You're Isaac. I'm motion.
5: Oh. Uh, uh, I'm higher, though.
1: No, no, I'm I'll Moses. Like you're Isaac. But yeah. anyway, go ahead.
5: Yes, like this. You were making an argument that, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say we take away the Second Amendment and we take away assault rifles. We're
1: right? not taking away the Second Amendment.
5: I know, I'm saying, you're saying you just want to say that, right? Even though it's the wrong thing to do. But you're speaking in the Democrats. Perspective, or whatever it is, to get rid of a rifle, you think you're trying to make an argument that even if you do get rid of it, you're going to have shootings with pistols. But how how is that a right argument? Because you get, um, assault rifles are doing, if the shooting happens with assault rifles, a lot, people, the people that got injured, it's a lot worse. People that, and and then it could, I'm saying it's more likely for most people to get killed.
1: All right, listen to me, Isaac. I want you to listen very carefully. You sound like a smart guy. The vast majority of people who are killed are killed with handguns, not rifles. The vast majority of people who are badly wounded are badly wounded with handguns. I can put a hollow point in a handgun, too, depending on the gun, depending on the the level of the ammunition that I want to use. I can do just as much damage to that person as I can with a um, a rifle, depending on the rifle. And I can get into a closer the reason people use pistols or handguns is because it's easier to get to somebody and to conceal it and to shoot somebody. Anyway <clears throat> Isaac, I want to thank you for your call, my friend. I will be on Hannity soon. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Our trucker friends, men and women in Taiwan and Ukraine and all of you folks out there. God bless you. And I'll see you in 30 minutes. Take care.